We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. But tonight, you can call me the beast of both worlds. Metal shit. I have a story to tell of Wolf and Man. Wherever I may roam, there is the struggle within with the god that failed. Fuck him. He is a spirit crusher. It is sad, but true. And it has me bent out of shape. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, fuck that. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. My co-host, though, or as I call him, my friend of misery, he is a scavenger of human sorrow who believes to forgive is to suffer. He rides a vulture of fire with acid-bleeding eyes, and he is just pure evil. The, The devilium in his soul will make you bite the pain and hear the voice of the crying soul. He is the unforgiven, and we bear witness. So enter Sandman, Mr. Chancy motherfucking Grife. Hi. <laughs> two in a row, Chancy. Two in a row. What do you mean? I, I mean, two in a row, yes. But I mean, we got to start keeping a tab on the overall. The over-under on this The over under on this is pretty good. We should start taking bets like Vegas. Well. Future endeavors, Shanty. Future endeavors. But, ladies and gentlemen, I am very proud for both of us tonight to be joined by an amazing guest once again. This time, we are joined by Donald Dunn, host of Two Drunk Dudes in a Gunroom podcast and CEO of Heroes Voices Media Foundation. How's it going tonight? Is Don okay, or do you prefer Donald? Uh, either one's fine. I'm good with either. I've been All called right, a lot well, worse. Well, I... Yeah, I mean, me too, me too. So how are we doing? How are we doing tonight, Don? Man, I'm doing amazing. You know, I got one more day before I go on vacation, so life's good. Well, lucky you, lucky you. I don't get no. I get one damn day off. Oh, <laughs> so, man. yeah, it's not fun, but we are glad to have you here. And before we get into talking about the music. I'm kind of curious as to what is the Heroes Voices Media Foundation actually does, because I didn't really have time to look into it tonight. Oh, that's fine. So basically what we do is, is we help veterans that are using media as therapy. So for me, my example is my podcast. When I started that in season one, I got about three quarters of the way through it before I realized that it was my own form of therapy. I was starting to talk about things that I never talked about even with my family. And so what we do is we take veterans that are are using this and we help them so they can keep doing it 
Um, a lot of people that start podcasting, you know, as well as I do, they get frustrated and they quit. And, uh, yep. you know, that's, that's fine. If that's all, if it was just your dream to, to be a podcaster and you gave up, but if it was actually your only form of therapy, because everything else you tried wasn't working, then we've got a problem. And, uh, so our goal is to help them continue to podcast or write music or write books, whatever they're doing until they can find a program that works for them. And uh, if they want to pursue it as a career, we help them with that too. So we, we have a, a, we have three projects. We have our podcasting project and we have our radio station. And then we just launched our uh, program for authors and bloggers and magazine article writers. That's awesome. I mean, Anything yeah. for veterans, I'm I'm always down for it. I'm I'm glad we get to get more people to hear about it, so that maybe they can help in some way. Yeah, I, I appreciate, it, man. We are always looking for for DJs for the radio station. We have we have three stations: a rock station, a country station, and a uh, mix station. And all of the artists on there are either uh, veterans themselves or dependents of a veteran. That's awesome. That's awesome. I. That's one hell of a project, and I would rather listen to that than some of the radio, a lot than most of the radio stations out there nowadays. So, yeah. right, uh, it's called Gunroom Radio. You can go to gunroomradio.com or you can download the Two Drunk Dudes in a Gunroom app, and it's all free. You know, just you don't even have to sign in; just download and hit play. Nice. nice. I mean, I mean, hell, I've been driving my mom's car for the last couple of days, and all I, every time I turn on the car before I get my phone connected, it's just this Christian station. I'm like, God, shoot me now. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand that shit because it's oh my god it's horrible it's fucking horrible but well uh, see folks we bring a guest with a good cause that's just that makes it that even better and we get to talk about three amazing albums okay three i'll say three i'll say three but <laughs> don why don't you tell us because we always let the guests go first on this show what album did you want to bring and why do you want to bring this one so I brought Metallica's Black Album. I think the biggest reason why I track to this is I can remember where I was the first time I heard um, Inner Sandman. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what turned me on to Metallica. I was in Korea. It was my first uh, duty station in the army. And I remember drinking in the barracks and somebody played that song and I was hooked from there. Well, that's one hell, that's a simple reason, but it's a damn good reason. And I mean, well, Chantel, I'll let you give you a review first. Okay. Because, I, I mean, I, I already know. It's Metallica. I already know what we're both going to say, basically. But you go ahead. Um, okay. I, uh, I do enjoy a good Metallica album. And for, the, for, for me personally, this one, this one really straddled the fence. And... There's a lot of reasons why. And normally, you know, I, I usually go on tirades and tangents about 
of you know all manner of things but in this circumstance i would normally say like oh you can tell it's you know the first album that they didn't rip off dave mustaine from the stuff that he left behind when they kicked him out but really for me the thing that gets me the most about the album is you can really tell even though it's like literally the first recorded you know album with with uh uh newstead the new bassist that they were basically going to be hamstringing themselves and there were some songs that had hints of a metallica song to it it just didn't feel like a metallica album and i think looking back a lot of it for me a lot of it does have to do with the fact that there's that not only is there like a complete change in tempo, it's like somebody hit the parking brake and turned left, but like the bass or like, you know, the bass, like almost like in some cases it's almost non-existent. And then to find out the way they treated Jason Newstead is also another thing. It's like, wow. Okay. The guy never even had a chance even going in. And I, I mean, there's also songs that I greatly enjoy on that album. Like, it's, I, I have a very love-hate relationship with the album itself. It's, I, of course, was naturally able to get a top five, and they were five that I truly enjoyed. Um, you know, I obviously left the more popular ones off of the list because they're obvious, like, you know, Sabatru's a great song. Uh, wherever I may roam, you know, it, 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 that one really felt a lot like a, uh, Metallica song, so to speak. Um, but I, but yeah, for me, I mean, it was definitely like, uh, from that point forward, they just kind of fell off until they got, got a hold of Rob Torrio. And then it's like, they just, then they came back hard and it's been, it's been good stuff ever since too. But, uh. I like. I mean, I'm not going to say I hated it, and I'm also not going to say I loved it. I, it's a Metallica album. I greatly enjoy the band. I respect the musicians and the art, but you know, it's just it, this one always kind of made me sad. It almost made me feel like I felt bad for Jason Newstead more so than anything else. Yeah. All right. Well, you shot me in the foot for letting you go first, but okay, thank you. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I was like, uh. Okay. Here's the great thing about that, though, because we're going to take that smiley face and bring it back up to the other side where it's high again, because just like Don, I can remember where I was the first time I heard Enter Sandman. And literally, I mean, different scenarios freaking completely, but I was a 11th grader in, in back in 2004, and I was getting a ride home from uh, yearbook after school with the senior who I started hanging out with because he was cool and we're riding home in his truck and he freaking just takes a CD out halfway home, puts it in. And I had no idea what CD it was. I, I was just getting into metal. I wasn't even really fully into metal yet. And I just hear, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then as it, it gets heavier and heavier and I'm, I was like, Ugh. I need to hear this whole C I'm like, can I borrow this for a nice so I can burn it, please? And he's like, Yeah, of course. Take it home, burn the CD. The whole bus ride the next week at, to and from school was just me playing this in my Walkman, like constantly. Like <laughs> it became my album for easily a couple weeks until I found the next metal album I wanted to devour. 
this is the album that introduced me to Metallica. This is the album that <laughs> made me love metal, basically, even more than I already did. It made me fall in love with metal because there is literally only one or two songs on this album I will, I will skip over if they come up with my random Spotify list. But most of the songs on this album, I will be sitting there singing. I will be sitting there singing along with. And if I'm not sitting there singing along with them, then I am just headbanging to the max. It's an amazing album. It's an amazing band. It's one of my favorite albums ever. I freaking love. Uh, Met- I love Metallica. I mean, to to some degree, I don't love all their albums as much as I love this album. But the Black Album is definitely an amazing album. Yeah. And it's just an amazingly good time. Oh, I'm getting some, getting some company here. It looks like easy, big girl, easy. <laughs> Damn that tail! But I mean, it's just Metallica is incredible. And I, it's funny because before we went on air, when you said Death Magnetic, I'm like, no, this we're not talking about Death Magnetic because that's my second favorite Metallica album. But Black Album is definitely always has taken first place, and I freaking love Metallic. I love Black Album. It's just an incredible album overall. And top five was so freaking easy for this. So freaking easy. It was hard. It was hard for me not to put every song on the album on my list. So well yeah. done, sir. And yes, you did give me between this and Twisted Sister to pick from to begin with. And I told you I can't pick because I love D Snyder. I love Twisted yeah. Sister as well. So I yeah, just put. I remember yeah. that as a kid, man. I, I loved, I love that, you know, and growing up, I, I was an ACDC guy. I love Motley Crue. And when I joined the military and I got introduced to this type of music, man, and I ain't left since. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, Metallica is one of those bands that I feel like military guys are just drawn to because it's just oh, yeah. that, that pure adrenaline energy, that pure adrenaline energy, that pure, being in a shitty situation, but it's something you can enjoy and like feeling. That's Metallica is one of those bands. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna put on you're not gonna put on uh, no damn three days grace over there and like be crying <laughs> yourself to sleep. Like no, you're gonna be rocking out to Metallica and get ready yep. to go. But yep. But all right. Well, what were your top five songs? Hey, pretty girl. So for me, my top five. Oh, we'll go from five down to one. Um, yep. Yep. So. My fifth song is uh, Sad But True. That would be number five. Number four is Fuel. Number three is The Struggle Within. Number two, nope, I take that back. Number three is um nothing else uh matters then one then inner sandman Ooh, i mean i don't i don't believe you for that at all for number one being that i tried not to do that purposely because like i could have <laughs> but that, oh, i mean it's close it's close but chancy what were your top five come down to here after your glorious review what your top five are uh, for me, number five was uh, the guy. Well, actually, before I start, I should say Fuel uh, definitely felt like a Metallica song for sure. And, you know, one is in and of like that's a whole separate. It's just separate. Uh, like top. It's a total other tier separate from the rest of everything else. Uh, for me, number five was the God that failed. 
Uh, number four was My Friend of Misery. Uh, number three was A Wolf and Man. Number two was The Struggle Within. And uh, number one was Through the Never. Ooh, your number one actually wasn't even on my list. But that's interesting because I do have four honorable mentions for this CD because how the fuck could I not? It's the Black <laughs> Album. Like, well, my first honorable mention is Sad But True because, I mean, it's Sad But True. Sad But True is an amazing freaking song. I've, uh, every one of these songs, I've worked out to these songs. I have cried after relationships to these songs. Like, these songs can go through a spectrum of emotions for me. Number eight was My Friend of Misery, because freaking uh, just the bass in that song alone is oh, amazing. And the riffs, the, the, the lead riffs, too, are just incredible. Number seven is Nothing Else Matters, because that, because, I mean, who hasn't felt that way about shit in their life? And that song just hits it home. I mean, we've all screamed Nothing Else Matters along that song into a mirror at some point. Number six is The Struggle Within. Just because it's an awesome song. Top five, though. This is where it got hard. I kept rearranging these. I listened to this CD probably 10 times in the last week because I can, because it's a quick listen to get through, and it's just an amazing CD regardless. Number five is The Unforgiven, because I love every ver- every every sequel to that song they've done. I love that song. And, I mean, that song is about military, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I always thought it was military or about, like, maybe firemen. I don't know, yeah. but... I. That's that's why I got out of it always. I will say I do love the third version the best out of all the Unforgiven songs. It's on Death Magnetic. I do love the third one the best. I think they kind of brought it home with that one. But number four is the God that failed. Because as a see, this city came in my life right when I was questioning my religious upbringing, and I was at the time agnostic. I'm now, I mean, atheist. I mean, I'm now agnostic, but I was an atheist back then because I just hated the idea of religion. So the God that failed, like, just stood out to me and stuck with me for a long time. Enter Sandman, I threw it number three, because it, it was going to be up there in the top three. It was going to, but I put it number three, because it's actually funny, because the head of our yearbook was a homosexual man, and being stupid high schoolers like we were, and being very inconsiderate of other people, we used to actually change the cor- the, the middle of the course to, the guy's name was, Car- his last name was Carl Einer, and it was grip your pillow tight, th- close your eyes because Carlisle is coming in your bed tonight. <laughs> and like it was just, it was stupid thing high scores do. I mean, I, I the last time I saw him ten years ago, I gave him a big hug because he was an awesome man altogether. But and he taught me about a lot about life. But it's just something. It was a stupid thing high scores do, and it still makes me laugh to this day though, because yeah. it's just. I mean, I think we've all nope. been there, man. Yeah, back when we were less accepting kids. But number two is Wherever I May Roam, because mm, the course of that song, along with the riff in it, Nomad Vagabond, call me what you will. Like, I fucking love that shit. Like, when you're when you're working out to that shit, that shit gets you so hyped up. Yeah. And, of course, being a paranormal podcaster, my number one could be nothing else than the song about the legend of werewolves slash dogmen themselves. Number one is a wolf and man. Because that song always, always held a special place in my heart. The wolf's howling in the background and everything. Oh, it's just, I love that song. I love a wolf and man. 
it's primal. It makes you feel like the animal we're supposed to be. Like it, it unleashes that side of men. And I just, I don't know. I loved it. Great album choice, man. I cannot get over that enough. I freaking, I forgot how much I love this album. It's probably been a good decade and a half since I listened to it all the way through. So, and I, it, they are now all on my Spotify like list, which I'm surprised they weren't already, but they now all are. And I will be hearing these over and over again. Thank God. So, you awoke a part of me that has been awoken in God, 20 cool. years, 20 years about. So, <laughs> shit. Well done. But, Chancy. That means it's time to move on to the CD that you brought technically for a second time, but first time we actually get to talk about it. So I chose the uh, the final album. Well, we shouldn't say the final album. It was the last album that they put out while Chuck Schudlinger, the guy that started the band, lead guitar player, lead singer, uh, was still alive. Uh, the name of the band is Death. A lot of people... Uh, you know, call them the, like the godfathers of death metal among a couple other uh, of other bands that escape me right now for, because I'm trying to think of how, you know, just this is it. The name of the album is uh, the sound of perseverance. <laughs> Um, some people have referred to it as a swan, as a swan song, if you will. And I mean, through the like progression of the band's stuff, every, it's like every album always came with new, uh, band members because of like sound changes that Chuck was making and it all kind of comes together. It's really depressing in a way because like this album, it's so good. And then he like shortly found out like after that he had a brain tumor and died in 2001. Like it was just like he was like right at the brass ring and then just couldn't grab it. Like he was right there just at the brink of success because the music, I mean, if you go back and listen to all of it, like like even like like even to the way that he structures songs he doesn't follow the you know uh verse chorus verse chorus bridge you know outro intro like it has like you know intro section 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 chorus possibly bridge solo section 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 and the sections are repeated but the verse but the words are different it's it, and the fact that it's the, and I mean, he had other people play, had other guitar players playing with him and stuff. But the fact that the guy was doing the stuff that he was doing and pumping out those vocals with that, like anytime I ever hear a person tell me, oh, I don't like metal because I can't ever understand what they're saying. I immediately play a, a death song because you can almost make out basically 90% of what Chuck's saying at any given time. And just the combination of the guitars they're one of the first they're one of the first uh bands that like popularized the d standard tuning where everything's a whole i believe it's a whole step down and it just they revolutionized they made its own genre of music it revolutionized a whole it galvanized a whole bunch of guys just 
and gals, I suppose. I even like I keep forgetting about I wrestled a bear once. They also wouldn't be around if it wasn't for these guys. But yeah, you know, rant over. <laughs> well, Don, since it's your first time listening to death, as you told us earlier, what did you think of death? I'm gonna have to be honest, man. I, I didn't like it as oh. much as the other album. The, please do, please do, please do. Another <laughs> one that, that we're gonna talk about tonight. Um, there was a few songs on here I did like. Um the the first song that's on the album, uh Scavenger of a Human Star, I didn't I didn't really care for that one. But uh Story to Tell, I did like. And I did like uh, Voice of the Soul and Painkiller. Those were the three that I, I found that I really did like. Um, but the other ones, man, they, they're definitely different than uh, than what, what I'm used to. I think it's like what you said. It's, it's the way he does his music. It, it doesn't follow, I guess, what I'm accustomed to conventional yeah. patterns yeah, it, yeah. it's funny yeah. you mentioned scavenger of human sorrow that song is actually about uh the record label oh really yeah yeah he was having a hard time and he was going through some rough stuff and like having a tough time with like lineup changes and stuff like that and they were just harassing him because you know like oh you owe us an album da, 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 da. so yeah. basically they were hovering over him at the worst parts of his life kind of stuff. It's just scavengers of human sorrow. Well, and maybe, I, maybe I do like it more than I said, because I can, I can completely agree with that statement. And, and then like, like, yeah, the labels can labels suck for the most part, but like behold the flesh is a, uh, and the power it holds. That's like a, basically like a song about passion and addiction and, and, and uh, like just but it's all like i said it's it i could definitely see why it wouldn't be for some people especially because sometimes it's really hard to keep up with yeah you're listening yeah. to the immaculate you're listening to the crazy shit that he's doing on the guitar and then mm -hmm. you're hearing mm -hmm. what the guy has to say like some of that stuff is just it's poetry like uh the beginning to uh I believe it's uh, Behold the Flesh. It's, you know, it comes from a place in the depths. Like, it's just, you know, it's just so, it's so, it's just, yeah, you're right. It's unconventional. And yeah. you, you are right about one thing, though. Um, the way he sings, yeah, if you can't understand him, then you just don't speak English because, Everything is is very clear. It's not like some of the other metal that I've listened to where White Zombie. I love White Zombie, but, I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes it's a little hard to understand what they're saying, but yeah. I love the drummer. I, I love the, the guitars. I, I just I love the music. Um, Supercharger Heaven was an amazing song. But, yeah. uh, um, but I, do, I do agree with that statement. I, I kind of wish some of these other people because he can sing and yep. when you can understand the words you can really tell whether he can sing or if he's hiding behind the music yeah and that's valid you can definitely sing like and it's funny because there's always these stories you know because you got the stereotypical look for a metal person mm -hmm. there's always there's always these stories that he'd be coming out on he'd come out to concert 
wearing like a kitten t-shirt and like flip-flops and shorts and then he'd be like you know he'd be talking during the in between the like uh on one of the live uh albums or live uh dvds they have he introduced scavenger of human sorrow and he's like our next song is called scavenger of human sorrow and he just it doesn't sound anything like whatever comes out of his voice when he busts into it and you're just like you're like was is, is, yeah, somebody over there just like naming off the songs that they're gonna play or is that actually, oh that's actually him like wow dude <laughs> The the voice doesn't match. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely has a different voice when he's singing. That's for sure. I've never heard him talk, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not what you would expect. It's definitely not what you'd expect for sure. Like, there's I I I might I mean I probably could have picked other other albums, and you might have had different feelings about it. Like, uh. Like the the very first one I believe is called Scream Bloody Gore, and it's like the first. It's like the one of the. It's the like you know the first death metal album, not I'm the seeing. first death metal album, but they that that's like Faith Healer is probably one of the, it's one of their better albums where it's talking about evangelists and stuff, and they're all. It's all interesting. It's all crazy. I think that's another thing that messed me up when you look at the label, you know the 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 cover art, the name of the band, the name of the album. I'm a, I was expecting like scream metal, you know, where you couldn't understand anything. And then when he started yeah. saying, you're like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> the name gives you a different uh, impression, I think. Right. Well, I mean, names can be deceiving when it comes to bands. I mean, this one was. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, Trying to think of an I'm trying to think of an example because I have a shitload of examples, but oh take insane clown posse. Let's go with my main example. You hear that name and what do you think it's gonna be? It's not what you think it's gonna be. I mean, yeah. you hear insane clown posse, you almost think it's gonna be like a heavy ass metal band, and it's the opposite. <laughs> it's a yeah. horror hardcore rap group. I mean, I wouldn't think insane clown posse would be a rap group if I didn't know who they were. Like it, I would think they're just a heavy metal band, which would be interesting, actually, but but as far as death goes, Chancy. Funny enough, I mean, I might need to get my I might need to get my fucking hearing checked. I don't know because I couldn't understand everything he was saying. Parts of it, yes, I definitely, I, def, I definitely could understand parts of it, but I had to turn on lyrics on some parts because I'm like, I can't hear what he's saying. Like, and I had it up pretty damn loud. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I might need my hearing checked. I had issues with my hearing my whole life so i might need to get checked again and maybe get a hearing aid going on but because i mean it, i can hear decently but i some some bands that you say you can understand lyrics from i always can't so i don't know maybe it's my hearing but i mean don't get me wrong the the, instru the instrumental in this band is freaking on point in every step yeah. but funny enough the first time you brought this band on and that we never got to do that episode but the first time i listened to this band I like them better than I did the second and third time I listened to them. So I can't explain that. I can't explain that one damn bit. But I mean, I enjoy it, but maybe it's because I heard before that I wasn't as amazed as I was the first time. So I don't know. I mean, it's still a good band. I mean, you have brought way worse on the show. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. So, I mean, I would definitely be down to hear other albums they've done. Maybe it's just this one I don't like. I don't know. I'd have to hear the rest. But 
I I would even go as far as to recommend like looking up if you can get good audio quality for like live shows because he's one of those rare breeds that sounds just like he's recorded. Like uh, it it's it's I mean like pretty on it's fairly on point as far as that goes. Like there's there's like it's funny though, Don. You were saying that uh, one of the songs you liked. Is uh, Judas Priest cover? Yep. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, uh, he was like, oh, I like this song. It's like, man, you picked you picked the Judas Priest cover, man. Come on, you didn't like this song. You just like Judas Priest. No, I, I mean, I did like I like this song too, but I think I, I think I thought, the, the the majority of the ones I liked were were more powerful instrumental. You know, yeah, the guitar, the, the guitars is really going, and and I think I kind of agree that I, I think I like the the band more than I did him. Yeah, I mean, just from the look on his face, he looks like kind of a dude I wouldn't really want to hang around with, but <laughs> but I don't know. But uh, it's, it's so it's so it's so strange because of the fact of him like having so many people that he moved around for sound changes and stuff that it's like. He always put the band over everything, and then that's that's funny. You're like, you know, I like the band more than I like him, but he, so did he. <laughs> maybe well, and maybe Chanty. that's why it showed too. You know, yeah, possibly, yeah. But Chancy, what were your top five songs? I'm kind of like dying to hear if I'm on the radar with this with everybody else on these top five for this one. So for me, uh, number five, I didn't, I didn't put many. Like I really didn't put any. Uh, uh, honorable mentions on it, not because there weren't any. I just, you know, I wanted to keep it top five since I got top fives for every other album. I just wanted to keep it fair because there was a lot of albums on this, or a lot of tracks on this album. But uh, number five was to uh, to forgive is to suffer. Number four is painkiller because I have to say, as far as covers go, that's pretty pretty tops i mean i'm pretty sure that rob halford would uh would approve and uh number three is spirit crusher just because of the you know just a lot of the meaning behind the song uh number two is flesh in the power it holds also for the meaning behind the song just you know so much to it and i actually have a tie for number one and it's scavenger it's scavenger of human sorrow as well as uh voice of the soul okay so i'm sorry i was getting attacked by masters at that point but uh, uh oh you kissing each other so cute but uh so I know you told. So did you only have the top three there, Don, or did you like five of them actually? No, that was that was about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chancy, don't feel bad because I do have all right paw in the back. Ow! But I do have an honorable mention. Get out of my back, freaky dogs. Um, and my honorable mention, of course, is bite the pain. Because that to me yeah. sounded like a cla- a classic heavy metal song. It really did. But number five for me was the opening track, Scavenger of Human Sorrow. 
because I like it, but nowhere near as much as the other four in this list. Number four is Voice of the Soul, though, because that one kind of spoke to me. And it, I wish I kept my top five plus whatever else from the first time I heard this, song, this album, just to compare. But I deleted it because I never thought we would do that episode. So, you know. And I don't write them all down in a notebook like you where I can go reference them. It's all a messenger, so I got to delete it. Otherwise, it's going to be buried in 5,000 messages. <laughs> but number three was Spirit Crusher. Because I do... I mean, the top three, the, all these songs are incredible. The instruments are incredible on them. The lead guitar is incredible on them. And the drums in this band, oh my God. Like, I want to see the drummer live. I really do. But Spirit Crusher was number three. Number two was to for, to forgive is to suffer because I just love the idea of that song. And number one, just like Don, I love Story to Tell. Story to Tell is an amazing song, and it does feel like there's a story behind it. So I mean, I, I mean, death I could take and oh, it's, it's funny to say that, but I could take death, and I'll listen to him again. I'll definitely listen to other albums if you bring them on. But oh, I'm definitely bringing more of them on. It's. It's not something I would go out and search for on my own, though. That's just the main thing. I mean, maybe if I'm sitting there one day and I can't think of anything else to listen to, then maybe. Maybe, but I think I have about 20 Gwar albums to go through before I go through any Death albums, so. Am I wrong? We'll see. Whichever ones I bring first, though. Well, we'll see. I'm talking about like if I'm just bored one day and I want to listen to music I never heard before and I put on something my own. Oh, I, mean, I suppose, sure I yeah. Listen. I'm pretty sure I'd go through like 20 Gore albums before I would go through that, but you know. Pretty Gwar close. Speaks to me more. Gwar speaks to me more. So, but well, I think it's time, Chansey. It's that special time of the night. And that means it's time for my album. And see, once again, this has been happening a lot lately. We got challenged with an amazing album by the guest, and it's like the fourth time in the month that this has happened. And I'm just like, God damn it. Cause what the hell am I going to bring to go against Metallica's black album? Like it's literally an impossible task almost. And I'm thinking there, I mean, uh, he, Don mentioned a band earlier, actually that I almost brought and I can't think of what it is at this point, but, I, but there was a couple more popular brand. I, I almost like, it was like Iron Maiden again. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I, couldn't think of who to bring. I really couldn't. I'm like, do I bring another Metallica album? No, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, all right, you know what? I there's this. I brought Lordy on the show a bunch of times, but back in after COVID night, after COVID killed the tour of the, their that Lordy was supposed to do for their album collection, which collection was the album Lordy did that basically is them going through different music genres throughout history and like making their own versions of the songs. So the COVID killed that tour they're supposed to do. It was going to be their first like worldwide tour, which they ended up doing last year. But they decided to make this collection of albums, seven albums, actually, seven full studio albums they decided to release in a box set, basically, with one releasing like every two months. That's what they did instead of touring. They recorded this many albums because their lead guitar, Axe, I'm sorry, uh, Amen, was actually leaving the band after this. So they decided, since he's leaving, that we're going to go through and we're going to make this box set of all these, each each album's going to be from a different era in time. And the album I brought, which this box set is called Lordiversity, Lordy and Diversity together. 
And the album I bought is set in 1991 and is inspired by Anthrax, Metallica, and Pantera. So I was like, all right, it's time to bring the first part of Lordy Versity that I could bring for this one. I already have another guest in mind for one of the other ones that we got to bring back on eventually. But I'm like, for, I'm like, since he wanted to bring Metallica, I'm going to bring an album that's honoring Metallica and, of course, Pantera and Anthrax and all the other great bands of the early 90s in this genre. So I'll bring Abra Cadaver because... I've been listening to this album not fully but random tracks here and there for a couple years now and i love this album it's an amazing album and it shows that lordy it can do any like these albums show that they can do any genre of music and make it sound good not just like their own thing because they are very similar to gore they are that kind of band but but i mean this one i just freaking love because it sounds like the early 90s metal i grew up loving and Perfect, I thought, for this matchup. Which, I already know Don likes it better than your CD, so, Don, what did you think of Lordy? So, this is an album that I, this is a, a, a band I'm going to explore. I actually really like this album. Um, the, I'll save I'll save the number one song for, for last, but I'd, I'd like to talk about that one for a minute. Um, so, uh, well, well, save your top five till we get to those, but. Okay, okay. But, but I mean, so overall, you love the, overall you like the you love the album apparently. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I was gonna say, Jeremy, you mar- you better mark this one down. I think this is the first time that like in the history of ever that the guest like uh, resoundingly liked your album and simultaneously disliked my album. It's not the first time. May remind no, may I remind know. you may I remind you of our good friend Phoenix with an F who fell in love with Nightwish and didn't like your album, whatever it was that week. <laughs> so, I mean... Breaking out yeah. the notepad. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to see what album I'm talking about now, but I mean, yeah, when I brought Nightwish uh, Imaginarium, Chancy, that was the episode, but because Phoenix fell in love with that Nightwish album and he did not like yours, which I don't even know what yours was that week. He he brought that uh female singer, I can't think of her name, but who? Phoenix. I he, did. He oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, Phoenix did. I was like, what? No, you I mean you brought you brought female singers before. You brought a Chase Chapman album for God's sakes, but mm-hmm. and so I mean, 
no disrespect to the female racer, but well, well, while you're looking that up, Chanty, what did you think of this particular Lordy album? Because I know you've heard Lordy before in many ways, but I, uh, I, I mean, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I like the guitars. I like the instruments. It kind of actually reminded a lot of what you said about Seven Dust, about how you liked, uh, you know, the instruments were solid and the voice just kind of lacked a little bit. Kind of the same, but like I still enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable experience. Like I didn't, I did, I honestly, I didn't dislike the album. So like, hey. there's a win there. There's a win there. So, uh, I mean, but they stack up to the other Lordy original albums that weren't supposed to be set in a Pacific time era. Um, I'm not sure on that one, really. Honestly, I, I can't say yes or no to that one. I would say I'd have to say it's pretty just on par, because I mean, it, 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 it essentially it reminded me of a Lordy album. But it, I know it's not because it was the, the two put together. But still, I mean, it was just kind of like I felt the vibe that that was there, but it was just set to metal, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I never like I said, I don't listen to this. I don't listen to this album all the way through. But to me, it, it, this one just sounds different from every other Lordy album. Like all of them doing this set. I mean, Lordy normally sounds like themselves like i mean maybe as a huge fan of them i can say that more than other people can but to me Lordy, I, actually, like I actually just passed uh one of the episodes where you brought lordy to, to beast or not to beast oh yeah well that album you and shanna didn't like that album because of the subject matter but it's still funny though because like that's not that one that's not that one you're just talking about lordy and i was just like oh hey look a lordy album <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I love Abracadabra. It's an amazing album. And of course, I had to have uh, four, or actually, I'm sorry, five honorable mentions for this one. And the first honorable mention I had was Devillium, because it's just, to me, it was a song that stuck out the least out of the ones I liked, but I still love it. And I love the way he says, Devillium. Like, I love the way he says that. Like, it sounds like a magic spell, for God's sake. But. For number nine, I pulled the Chansey, and I chose SCG minus two, Horicone, the intro track, which, for those who don't know, SCG stands for Scratic Circle Gathering, which is what they do on every CD. There's always a Scratic Circle Gathering track of some kind. Number eight was Raging at Tomorrow, because that song is just pure metal at its finest. Number seven, seven is I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, because I say that all the time, people. Like it's just like one of those dickhead things to say to people. And it's a great song. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry is an amazing song. And number six was bent out of shape. Cause I I mean, to me, these just remind me of classic 90s metal songs, really. You could put any lyrics in them and you, it would still sound good. Number five was Acid Bleeding Eyes, because that to me is just, uh, I love that. The imagery in that song is just like, ooh. 
number four was the title track, Abracadabra, because that's the song I've heard the most on this, and I fucking love that song. Because Lordy, Lordy has a lot of songs about dead bodies and whatnot. As I watch my female dog hunt my male dog, what the hell? I don't know what Munchie. You can't do that. I uh, I found it. It was it was Bush. It's not even like oh, it's hey. it's not even like it's some obscure like rando hey. fucking. You're literally talking about you brought your album this week. You're like, oh, it's from 1991, and it's inspired by these 1991 artists. Oh, you mean like fucking Bush? No, no, because they're because they're a '90s artist. But it's not. Oh, but wait, it's not the same. They didn't mention Bush because Bush sucks. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't mention Bush because Bush. Oh, dude, I'm flipping. I'm flipping, and I'm looking, and I'm like, which piece of shit obscure band did I fucking pick today? And it's like, fucking Bush, fucking Bush. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, shit. Well, Bush, shit. Well, you know my feelings on Bush, dude. You know my feelings on Bush. I mean, but you're saying, go on, continue with your. Top 100. <laughs> Top 10. Thank you. <laughs> this, 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 this. I love. The, I love. I, I love the fact that Don just keeps. He's just dying. He's just like, <laughs> oh shit. I mean, this this isn't uh, the band I brought the last show we did where I had like a top 15 or 16. But... For real though. <laughs> but number four was Abracadabra because I. That's the song I heard the most out of this album. It plays a lot in my freaking Spotify like list and. I just love the way they say Abra, good job, and like I, that the guitar in that freaking track is so on point. Number th- the first, the top, the top. Well, okay, three and two were kind of new to me, and this one, number one, has been my favorite. Another song on that. This album I love forever. But number three was Beast of Both Worlds because it's just pure metal. I mean, I'm picturing Stranger Things. I'm picturing like all this metal Dungeons and Dragons type shit for that one. And same with number two, Vulture of Fire was. The guitar in that one was off the hook. Like I am kind of disappointed that Amen left the band because I loved his guitar work throughout the whole twenty years they've been doing this work, thirty years even. So, and then well, just on this was, album, it was solid. Oh, he can do guitar and anything amazing. But and then number one for me, the best song in this album to me has always been Evil because it's just pure heavy metal greatness and just the way that. uh Mr. Lordy screams, like I fucking love that shit. Like that's metal to me. That's metal. That kind of voice, like it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, better than my voice, obviously. But I mean, Evil is an amazing freaking track, and Lordy continues. Lordy continues to amaze me every fucking time they do a a CD. They always do. Wait till wait till we bring Aaron back on. I bring on the one I want to bring on for him, Chancy. All right, fair enough. But what were your top five for Lordy Don? I'm kind of curious. So number five was Bent Out of Shape. Mm-hmm. Nice. Number four was Raging at Tomorrow. No. Number three was <laughs> Abracadabra. Yeah, that ain't bad. And then number two is Acid bleeding eyes. Ooh, nice. And then number one 
with I listened to this song three times. Evil. The no way, dude. Yeah. We have we have so many on that list that are matched up between the three of us, like for real. The the riffs at the beginning of of that song at the intro was yep. amazing. I loved it. Uh, I mean, they when Lord, when Lordy sets off to do something, they set off and do it right. That's the way I've always felt. I mean, Lordy, they've amazed me since I first found them in Fye back in the day, literally by their album cover. Their album cover, I literally is how I found them. And then I just looked it up and it was just started listening to it on the freaking sample track thing. And it was just like, oh my God, this band's amazing. I never listened to Gore at that point, but I heard I, I found Lordy and that's all I needed. <laughs> I kind of wish I found Gore that same day, but uh, you know, it doesn't work out that way. Right. I'm gonna tell you when I heard Evil, I was I thought of Metallica. I mean, that sounded like a Metallica song. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean did. They set out to do something and they did it. So very well done. But Chancy, what were your top five guitar? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit right now, my five would have been my number one, except you know, it's not. Um, number five for me is evil. I <laughs> it was so fucking solid, dude. Such a solid fucking song. Yeah. Number four, number four for me was Ben Out of Shape. Number three was Abracadaver. Number two was I'm Sorry, I'm Not Sorry. And number one was SCG2 and Beastwood. Oh, I, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. I mean, I can't blame yeah. you. The freaking int- intro and outro in this are well done on, on all these uh, Lord of Versity songs. I love their intros and outros. I mean, it's it's not as good as the first CD I brought on for you, uh, Arocalypse, where they do the whole alien. Right. Not just yeah. Because that's classic war shit, but. Right. Hey, big boy. Now, I, I will have to admit, so looking down and going through some of their other albums, I don't know who does their cover art, but they are amazing. Like, every yeah, I... Alvin cover is just awesome. Uh... Good question, actually. Who does Lordy's cover art? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Lordy does it. Oh. It's amazing. Yep. Okay. The artwork was designed by Mr. Lordy. And he's been the director of the band's vision since the early 90s. So yeah, it's Mr. Lordy. It's the lead singer. Wow. Because it's he 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 actually did a movie too back in the late 2000s. He did a movie, like a finished horror movie. And I it's right on. I believe it's actually on at least one of the brackets I have in my paranormal show coming up in the future at some point. So that and Cradle Fels movie they did. But but I mean, yeah, I mean Lordy is they're phenomenal. I mean, they're one of the top selling bands in Finland, which is saying something because Nightwish is right there with them. So I want to see that I want to see the two of them go together. I really do. Symphonic metal Nightwish with heavy ass metal Lordy would be one hell of a combination. Like I think it would be amazingly beautiful. But if they did it right, if they did it right. But, well, I'm happy you like Lordy, Don. I really am, because some people I brought it on for, they're like, what is this? I mean, but then again, even Michael Colby liked it. So, I mean, if, if Michael Colby likes it, that's saying the fucking bar, because he's, <laughs> he's hard to impress. <laughs> right, Chancey? Uh, I mean, honestly, not really. 
<laughs> you just gotta re- you just gotta not bring that bullshit cottonmouth king nonsense to the party and i think it'd be all right i don't know i'm just guessing though i mean uh dude you sure, you, you sure heard me him going back and forth in the scripted podcast the other day about princess diary or princess bride oh yeah i can imagine uh, it was it was funny but well folks we want to thank don for coming on because it's been incredible but and we talked about three rock and fucking albums here. So, well, okay, two two rock and fucking albums, and then death. But and an honorable know. mention. Honorable mention. I like that. Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> Chancey is like, shame on you. No. Shame on your family. Shame on your cow. Nope, nope. Y'all are y'all are entitled to your incorrect ass opinion, and and that's just what it is. If y'all don't want to get behind some trendsetters, you know, that's cool, y'all. I mean, hey, <laughs> they blazed the whole ass trail that fucking that got wider and wider every year. You know, now now there's just now there's a whole litter of these bands running around. And like Don was saying earlier, man, like there's even death metal bands now where you, you gotta basically get like a lyrics book or yeah. read the lyrics to figure out what the fuck they're saying. Yep. Well. Don, before we head off, why don't you, one, tell them about your podcast, and then tell them where they can find your podcast and you and your organization. Okay. So, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room, um, it came from originally with me and uh, my old first aunt. We started this in regards just to highlight veterans. Um, there's a bunch of people out there that do PTSD and that type of stuff. We kind of wanted to focus more on the success side of it, you know, people that have, are doing good. So, we brought we started out by bringing our own soldiers that we had while we were in uh, on the show and uh my buddy owned a gun room we both liked to drink and he owned a little gun business so i would help him build guns and do some hydro dipping and we pretty much lived at the range shooting so when i suggested why don't we start a podcast he said well what are we going to call it and i said how about two drunk dudes in a gun room and so episode one was literally filmed in his gun room. There's reloaders and shotguns. I think we're banned on TikTok for life. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was always for the same reason, too, for having the shotgun above the, uh, the, the door. But whatever. But uh, right. um, the show is, is basically about just anybody I find interesting. Um, so I have guests that came on. Um, and I went through a trend where I was coming across veteran musicians that we're trying to make a living doing it. And uh, anybody that follows music knows that that's a very tough industry to do, especially when you mm. serve 15, 20 years in the military and you're now 45 trying to start a music career. So um, the show turned into a radio station. Um, I still do my podcast, but we have a radio station called Gunroom Radio. We have uh, Simplify Country, Ranger, Rockwave, and our Vet Mix. Um, they're all veterans. They're all non-known, uh, um, meaning they haven't made it big time in the industry yet. Um, I don't play any of the George Straits and Elvis Presley, and you know, even though they served. Um, and then uh, we also have uh, all of this is wrapped up in our nonprofit called Heroes Voice Media Foundation. And uh, three pro- projects is a podcasting project, a book writing, publishing um, project. And then our radio station. Um, here in about two weeks, we will have a TV channel that is coming out on uh, Roku. Um, if you liked MTV, 
I am bringing back what's called MMTV, military music television. So I'm taking all the um, veterans that have made music that's on our radio station that have made music videos, and the channel will be just an endless stream of music videos. Um, and then we're also going to have a podcasting side of that as well. So um, it'll be free. All of our stuff is free. Uh, you can there's some stuff you can subscribe to if you don't want if you want to get rid of the ads or something like that. But other than that, it's free. You don't have to give up any email addresses or any personal information. You just download the app and hit play. We'll never know who you are. Um, it's not about it's cool. not about the the money. It's about getting these guys known and right. uh, getting their their name out there. So one day, maybe somebody asks you if they know of any bands that are playing at the VFW, and you can represent a name and. Maybe they'll get a gig out of it and get to pay rent one more month. You know, who knows? Yeah, for um, sure. We've had some some pretty good luck so far. We've had uh, uh, several artists that got found through our radio station and was invited to Zach Brown's uh, um, Heroes Week, where he takes veterans and they go over music writing and industry type stuff. Um, they were found by a unit or by an organization called Operation Encore. They reached out to me. I put them in contact with the artist and uh, they were invited down there. Um, so they got to meet a lot more veterans. You know, those are lifelines. You know, when you meet another veteran that, that's gone through the same stuff or maybe knows of a program that you don't know of, you know, those are lifelong lines. You can reach out on Facebook, phone, whatever. I'm having a bad day and have somebody to talk to that can understand. So that's where we came in. We're, we just, we just network. We're just helping veterans meet veterans. And uh, the big goal um, the, the big, big goal is one day, and, and we're in talks with some people now, but is we want to create the what's called the VMAs. We want the Veteran Music Awards. And I want all these artists that served, that are, have made it in the industry, I want them to be the hosts of it. And bring in 10 bands, let them play on TV, get some red carpet, some paparazzi going, pop some champagne. You know, maybe they'll never be the next Garth Brooks or Metallica, but they will be for that day. And it'll be a good experience for them. Um, it'll show them what they're working for and why they're grinding and what they can get to. So, you know, we can do it and make a, a, a set cause so that the money raised maybe goes to homeless veterans or, or something like that and not make it about making people rich and advertisements but about raising money and awareness right <clears throat> so you can find me on spotify facebook um if you go if you look under uh facebook um i donated my page to the uh military united podcast streams uh, my show is listed as one of those podcasts that, that stream under that uh service that's part of our nonprofit. and i just created another page called donald dunn if you want just my podcast stuff um, right. we're on Spotify, we're on, uh, Apple. I mean, anywhere there's a podcast, YouTube, um, everywhere. Um, and then here in a few weeks, we'll be on Roku. Well, that's, that's what's awesome, up, man. man. That's yeah. awesome. I, we applaud you. We applaud you and everybody, please go check out this great radio station. Please check out his podcast, support these people. They need, they need support and they definitely deserve it. They've served our country and they deserve to be recognized for that and everything else they're doing. You know, yeah, if it absolutely. helps them, if it helps them, that's just even better. So, fuck yeah, yeah. I, I I'm 100 behind that. Yeah, we've got several and, of these artists that are, are you know, uh, um, they're uh, Purple Heart recipients. You know, Scotty Hastings 
was blown up with an IED, got a purple heart, shot 10 times in Afghanistan, got a purple heart, you know? So these songs that they're writing are about stories that they've lived. You know, these, these are, these are truly from the heart. So if you want something that you can resonate, you'll, you'll find it on the station. Well, there you go. So Chancy, where can they find you beside the void? Well, the, uh, the most, you know, uneventful scavenger hunt is resumed and shall continue again. I'm still waiting for my submission for the uh, random album. But <laughs> this is my real name on Facebook. If you can find me, then you get to suggest an album and I have to bring it on. On uh, Instagram and TikTok, it's uh, the Red Eye Roundtable. On uh, X, it's uh, Red Eye Table. And, uh, you know, here on the uh, Untamed, Uncensored, and Unapologetic Network, or uh, uh, U3, whatever, Collective Thingy Majigger, whatever we are here. <laughs> I don't know if I even got that one right. Half right. Uh, you have to yeah, have well, yeah. Yeah. And then, of well, course, we- Maniacal Music Musings. Blind Knowledge Network. Uh huh. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. A for effort. A for effort. But yes, folks. Uh, besides those places, chances already mentioned. You can find us on XX Baby and the Gram is that Juggalo Bastard, and you can find us on Tiki Taki is that Juggalo Bastard podcast, and you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings, or of course streaming live as Chancey said on Blind Knowledge Network. Because all knowledge was blind until I had to listen to death and then went blind again. So, sorry, but not sorry. And we will be back next Tuesday with another great guest and albums. I have no idea what they are yet, so be surprised. Guys, if the, if the listeners noticed, I stopped. If you're well, if the watchers noticed, I stopped putting the albums in the uh, description of the of the upcoming podcast, so people kind of have to listen to find out. Add to the suspense. But until then, we want to thank Don for coming on, and please go check out everything he does. The links will be in the description, of course, for the podcast. And your musers will see you next week. Have a good week, and remember, metal out and missing the metal all day. Peace.